to The Connected Singer with Michael Hill and me, Julie Thompson. We're both singers and vocal coaches who love researching and learning new ways to keep in tip-top shape, vocally and mentally. We know that being a performer is a hugely rewarding but also demanding career for mind, body and soul. And we want to help you find the balance you need to keep going on your musical journey. Each week, we'll be speaking to performers, teachers and expert practitioners in a range of fields. From psychology to sports science to recce, who will share their knowledge and experiences to provide you with a toolkit of ways to keep well, beat performance anxiety, avoid burnout and get the most enjoyment out of the pursuit we all love, singing. Everybody and welcome back to part two of Julie Bale's interview on hypnotherapy for performance. Before we jump in, we would just like to remind you that we do have our Facebook group to support you where you can connect with us and other like-minded singers. Request resources on any themes that we've covered on the podcast or further info on our guests. We would also love you to connect to us on Instagram or Twitter and if you do enjoy our podcast, we'd love to invite you to subscribe so you never miss out on any of our chat with our up-and-coming guests. Now that reminder's done, let's jump straight in to part two, where we'll be talking to Julie about her experiences with hypnotherapy and vocal breakthroughs. The Connected Signal. I'm also curious about, because you've given so many kind of rich examples, so we're... Um, you're answering all our questions, which is amazing, because <laughs> we're like, oh, let's ask this, let's ask this. <laughs> but, uh, one of the things I was interested in is about, you know, with singers, for example, there's a lot of emphasis, especially nowadays, uh, on technique in the sense that, you know, there's a lot more research now. We understand the voice a lot more, although if, if a new thing leads to more questions, you know. But there are... A bit like you said with hypnotherapy, having different schools, there are schools of thought around this that technique is so important. Do your 10,000 hours. Make sure you've you've drilled it to the nth degree so that you can't possibly be scared when you go on stage because it, you've automated it into your system. Now, I have to say that I've heard wonderful stories about that. It hasn't been always my experience, but, you know, through hypnosis as opposed to working with technique. Do you have any, you know, stories or examples of people who've had actually technical or vocal breakthroughs through just hyp hypnosis alone, you know, this mind-body connection as opposed to the exercises they would normally do? So I had, um, I had a quite high-profile opera singer who, of course, I can't name due to confidentiality. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's another thing as well. It's so great that singers can... A lot of singers come and they say, I don't mind what you say, and I'm very happy for you to put my name everywhere. But some of them don't want to, you know, and and that's absolutely fine. And, of course, my, my code of ethics means that I don't, you know, do that. But I had a quite high-profile opera singer come... Um, to see me and he had been finding it difficult singing in his his tenor so the top notes um, and of course we give ourselves all of these um, 
I don't want to say excuses, but reasons for why the voice is no longer working, i.e. I'm over 40 now, so therefore my top isn't going to work. Or, you know, um, I'm postmenopausal now, so I don't get topsies anymore, that kind of thing. Anyway, but but he um, he came and we did pretty much all of the exercises that I've, that I've spoken about today. And he said he went home and suddenly the voice was free and he was able to do that again. Now, I don't put that down to technique. I think his technique is all, has always been his technique, um, but his technique has been hampered by his negative mindset and the negative thoughts and the limiting beliefs that he's chosen to take on board that he's let go of. I mean, full disclosure, I have to tell you, I am a huge vocal technique follower. I've been working um, with Janice Chapman for over 20 years. You know, um, I love vocal technique. I'm a real vocal technique geek. Um, and I, and, but I think this, this needs to go hand in hand with vocal technique. But I would, I, it is not my experience either that having a rock solid vocal technique equates being free and fearless in performance because I wasn't. Yeah, I think for me, I've had some um, vocal issues throughout my career. I mean, as I started to really delve into the world of technique, obviously things improved dramatically for me. Um, but what I also notice is that having had that training, when I'm stressed, when I'm overworked, when I've got, and it's usually driven, that the stress usually comes, just as you said, through a limiting belief. There's some belief somewhere that's um, niggling away and that's triggering some kind of negative response. And I feel that that just overrides everything. That's just me personally. So I can be really prepared. And then I'm put in a situation where, yeah, I'm triggered. I've been in that situation before and something went wrong <laughs> and I'm trying to overcome it. But my mind's focused on that rather than having perhaps visualized or done some hypnotherapy beforehand to see myself winning in this situation. And yeah, I've had issues singing or even um, sort of more long-term things. So it's not even just when I'm performing, I notice that my voice just tends to feel not quite so flexible, you know, and, and, and I can still try and work with the technique, but unless my mind or um, the stress disappears and my mind calms down or I'm in a more um, relaxed or... Um, I've had time to time for myself and, and and all those kind of positive things that one needs. Then yeah, the technique will never never overcome that. That's my take on it as well. So, and we we hear this a lot. We've we've interviewed quite a few people actually, and uh, we've always sort of asked them, you know, have you had performance anxiety? What have your challenges been? What are your experiences? And and they've also said, I've never really had any vocal issues, but when I do, it's usually because of some kind of um, psychological issue that, yeah, that's determining it. Well, this, this is it, isn't it? I was just thinking of, you mentioned Janice and she has the wonderful um, idea of the diamond of support, you know, mm -hmm. the, the and belly release and splat and all that fantastic stuff. And these are amazing tools. And, and then you think, well, there might be the singer who does it over and over again, and they, they've built it into the muscle memory. But as you say, it's the, just before they walk on stage, they go, huh? uh-oh, I 
have to go on stage now. What if I fall on my face? You know, like you said, or or what if what if my voice goes ah, halfway through the performance, or you know, and, and then nothing responds as as it's been been trained to do. So even with the best technique in the world, and we we are all very fortunate to now have access to these great pedagogues and scholars and researchers, but there will always be this mind body connection or disconnection that we we have to manage or just check in with from time to time so it's yeah this the your approach i think is is fascinating because it is bringing both together in yeah. a sense connecting um, like yeah. podcast <laughs> connecting yeah and and it, and to, to talk about your, what, what you're doing here with the, the connected singer as well is that I, when I started doing this work, I really believed that I was going to be working on people, singers, conductors with performance anxiety. But as I have done the work more, it's become very obvious that actually it's the singer's life that needs to be addressed with hypnotherapy. It's not just before going on a performance. It comes way, way before. What about when you take the phone call and you're offered a gig and immediately you think, what if I'm sick on that day? And that goes on. And if I'm sick, they'll use somebody else and somebody else, they might prefer them and then I won't get work again. And yeah. all of these things and all the rejection that we have to, you know, I sound very negative. I don't mean to be, <laughs> but, you know, there is such a lot of that and learning to deal with that and learning to deal with criticism. I have a very irreverent way. <laughs> I have a little hypnosis exercise that I did in my, um, can, I, can I plug my Facebook group? Absolutely. Which, <laughs> my Facebook group, which is called Hypnotherapy for Performance. It will and, be in the information below, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, in there, one week, I'd had, I'd had a singer who'd, who'd been given some really, um, not just unwanted criticism, but actually unwelcome criticism as well. And, and also unwarranted. We've all been there, haven't we? We've all had people give us notes that are really unhelpful. Yeah. And, um, and so we have this exercise where, well, once again, it's a little anchoring exercise. And what we do is we think of a silly face and we think of a silly song and we think of a silly um, word. Actually, what we use is, that's very helpful. Thank you. And onto that, we anchor some really stupid music, you know, on there as well. And we think of the silliest face and we anchor it all together so that whenever someone comes and says this, you know, I had, I'd done a, I'd done a whole amazing concert conducting and a member of the audience came up to me and said, um, by the way, if you notice in the programme here, this spelling here, this should have had a colon after it and not a semicolon. Oh, and that was the comment. <laughs> it was like, and were you, did you see what we just did? Uh, and, and so we've now triggered, this is a trigger, triggered this, that's very helpful, thank you, which immediately makes you actually laugh. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get that spiral down. You yeah. know, that, that yeah. normally were like, what did they mean? What did they say? Did that mean that they didn't like the concert? Oh, did nobody else like the concert? You know, and all of that stuff that we get. And then the, the self-esteem issues. I mean, I think we really do need to take seriously the mental health of, of a singer, the singer's yeah. life. 
can be really fraught it's, and we need to help that, don't we? I'm abs- sorry, Julie. No, 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 sorry. I, I, I totally agree. Um, I was just saying it is really challenging uh, as a singer because you do feel quite alone because it can be quite competitive. Um, I guess in your world, it's very competitive. We don't necessarily, in the pop world, if you're becoming a, a solo artist or even if you're becoming a, a singer that's a function singer or a band you don't tend to have those auditions as often but you are quite often the only one in the band or maybe one of two or three that um, are singing or you have to lead the whole band and you've got quite a responsibility and if you mm. if you can't perform there's no substitute you let the whole band down it's like if I can't sing then I can't sing the gig if I've if my voice is not working properly and then the rest of the musicians can't work either, you know, especially if it's very specific projects. So that we're never taught how to deal with these things. Mm-hmm. And then, as you say, the audience can come up and, you know, <laughs> say something ridiculous, you know, that they don't even think about. And uh, you're like, oh, I've just given my heart and soul. And, <laughs> you know, I've just given everything. And you come up and just <laughs> say that or, oh, you didn't sing that song. Oh, <laughs> but I sang this other one that was amazing and I thought everybody enjoyed it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and you play these things going over and over again in your head afterwards. We're really self-critical, aren't we? We, we, we were talking to a, a folk singer last, uh, a, about a month ago, actually, and he was saying, but when you do get a compliment, because we're so, so critical, just take the damn compliment, you know, because we can't even take that sometimes. You know? Take it. That's my new mantra. Take the damn compliment, you know, because um, otherwise we just end up having these these thoughts go round and round in our in our heads. So so it's 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 brilliant to talk to people like yourself that are spreading this work and and integrating it because I think it's yeah it's so important. And do you do you find that it's more? Um from what I've seen in terms of research on um, mental health in performers, there actually isn't so much on singers in general, but there have been a couple of, I saw a really interesting study, I think it was Dr. Sandgren, a PhD from a Swedish university, who did a, 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 a sort of longitudinal study on classical singers and and found that there was this ever growing fear of the voice not delivering and the other pressures of life and the audition fears and uh, you know so many factors and also just the fact that because of their level of training the expectation is well you're trained deliver do it you know you are now a robot you will sing and having to deal with that where you know as Julie was saying people are not saying by the way, that was lovely. Thank you. They just go off your pop. You did your job. You know, so do you see more with the clients that you're dealing with? Are they are they from specific genres or I suppose I'm asking three in one questions because I'm getting excited. But is that a sort <laughs> of is that kind of um, have you seen an increase even in, in the number of people dealing with these uh, these issues of anxiety, not just in performance, but just in general, in the career, the industry? I, I would say yes. And I think a lot of it came from COVID. And when we weren't, when we didn't sing for a year and a half, two years, um, it, going back into singing after that was an enormously terrifying thing. 
I mean, for all of us, wasn't it? Is there any? Yeah. All Absolutely. of us. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, and and people have got that. I I I I wrote a post. I um I wrote a post on on in my Facebook group about myself and my struggles with low self-esteem over my career and it had the most enormous response from people you would never even have imagined because you don't see it do you you imagine oh these people are having these big careers and so they must be really sorted and uh, and and they're not and like you were saying Michael I think possibly the more high profile you are the more fear there is um, I, I know of one singer who I've been talking to recently and working with who was doing a lot of high profile stuff had to take some time out um, not due to COVID and now is afraid of going back even afraid of um, of having coaching because then if the coach is negative, then the reputation yeah. will, will be spread around. What if they speak to each other and that, you know, that kind of thing? Well, I mean, that's awful. When so you've done, as you say, your 10,000 hours and you've done all of your work and you've been high profile, then suddenly to be afraid to go back in because you're not where you were yeah. for no for no reason of your own, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can actually relate to that because I think sometimes, I don't know if you find this, um, I mean, you're you're singing a lot, but, and, and it did, COVID did have an impact on this, is that when you're coaching a lot, because I then did a lot of online coaching, your energy levels are, are lower, you notice there's some changes in your voice, you're not quite as fit as you were. And then you then think, oh, am I, am I, am I any good? You know, will people actually want to listen to my voice? Will it resonate with anybody anymore? I, I don't know. Maybe it's time to give up. You know? <laughs> and um, for me personally, I've, I'm in Germany at the moment. And I've had to, I've had some live work, and I have to say, I have to give the, the credit to the audience. This time, they weren't negative. I think at the moment, they're really, really, um, really grateful to have live music, yeah. and and it was so, such a pleasure. But it took quite a lot to get back on stage again, if I'm honest. But you know, it was lovely to hear oh, you know, it's so lovely to hear you sing again, you know, but you've got to get to that point, haven't you? As you were saying, mm-hmm. and um, to, to get that um, that external validation, which I think we, that's part of our training is not to rely on that, isn't it? Because as we've been talking about, it can, <laughs> that validation doesn't always come. <laughs> no. so, um, so I think that internal um, strength, was lacking, I think. And the more time you spend on your own and the less time you do it. And, and sometimes the more you're coaching others, you know, you, you suddenly see all these fantastic singers and think, oh, is there, is there, is there room for me anymore? You know, and all these ridiculous thoughts that pop into your head. And, and I, I just don't think, I think there's room for everybody. If you want to sing, then go and sing at whatever level. I mean, it's, it's therapeutic, even if it's not for career purposes, you know? So, um, yeah, but as you say, yeah, if you're the higher the profile, the the expectation is high, or you put that expectation. Just uh, as you were sort of saying, your expectation of what a conductor is, people you think people are going to expect this of me, and uh, I don't know if I can deliver that, you know, as a, as as I could. Yeah, so I think this work is again very very interesting. Do you feel that there has been just coming on from? A question from Michael. Do you think that there is a general sort of increase of performance anxiety 
Um, do you think it's more of an awareness? Yes, I think there's much more of an awareness of mental health issues for sure since COVID. And that's something good that COVID has done for us, isn't it? People didn't talk about mental health issues so much until COVID. And, and now it's become, it's you know, people are, are not afraid to speak about it so much anymore, I think. And that's, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really good. Um, but my, my point is, is that th there are these tools that I am using with singers and have used on myself that can really help to get rid of these things that every singer carries with them. And, and I'm so keen to try and make, give it to every singer. You know, I want to give it to every singer. <laughs> I want every singer to have this, to know, to know that they can have help. They don't need to feel this way. All the things you were just saying there, Julia, all of those were thoughts that you had thought that you could change into other thoughts like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a senior lecturer. I know what to do with my voice. I've had wonderful successes in my career and they have been this, this and this. When I sing, I feel like this. Um, right. I always say to singers, if you are a singer, you have a gift and whether you're religious or not, the thought that I always keep in my mind is standing at the pearly gates and God saying, what did you do with your gift? Yeah. Now, oh, I was too afraid to use it because I thought somebody else might do it better than me isn't going to be an answer. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> no, that's a brilliant tool actually to remember, um, yeah. isn't it? It's it's also a service, isn't it? It's like you've yeah. been given this gift and you followed followed it through and um, why should you ever stop? You know, if it's something that you also love and, and still passionate about, then yeah, go out there and do it. Go singers. <laughs> You've given us some some great uh, great tools and, and ideas to to consider. I was just wondering whether you know are there any other interesting side effects of the work you do that that you could share. You know, for example, do people come to you with creative blocks, or you know, do they or do they come back to you and say, not only have I reduced my anxiety, but also I'm now doing this, this, and this. You know, what kind of feedback do you do you get? Um, yeah, what what tends to happen more is that people come thinking they want one thing and then realising that they can have other things as well. So I, I have a singer at the moment who, uh, who, who came because she wants to really explore being a singer, wants to explore what, what, what her uniqueness is. I'm a big fan of of being unique as singers I don't know about you I did it um, I did <laughs> I did a live in my group yesterday about the joy of Kate Bush and Noddy Holder and Callus and Peter Pears and um and Louis Armstrong and these people who are unique and you wouldn't take that away from them you know but imagine um because I because I get a lot of singers who've been to music colleges um, obviously, there's lots of great teaching going on in music colleges, but sometimes um, some singers feel that they have to be uniformly something yeah. and they end up taking away so much of themselves yeah. that then people are saying, but I want you to be authentic. 
Yes. Oh, but I've got to stand like this and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Yeah. And I, you know, and then and then they're not themselves. Yeah. And I like to work with people in hypnosis when not in the not usually in the first session, but when they are feeling more comfortable and, and are able to experiment more at really exploring, you know, now you're your unique singer. You know, maybe we'll go back into the bodysuit to start off with. What is it? that you do that is that makes you unique what shows you that you're unique or to practice singing actually just with the hands on the heart and connecting oh, oh i love that oh yeah. i'm going to use that yeah that's fantastic <laughs> I'm go- I hope you don't mind. I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> you can steal. Please steal all of it. Spread the word. Do the work. Let's <laughs> yes. let's get it out there because yeah. singers are living difficult lives, Absolutely. difficult lives where they feel alone, where they feel constant in in a constant state of stress and anxiety, yeah. and they don't need to. You know, yeah. we can we can do this work. But um, just to go further with uh, your question, Michael, I've had people. I mentioned sleep before. Um, often singers, if they've got a big performance um, or, or an audition or something, they find it very, very difficult getting to sleep before, obviously after, because if the stress response has come in, we've got all of these crazy adrenaline, cortisone stuff in, going around the body. Um, and, and sleep is something hypnosis can really help with. But also... A lot of people, I, I, I don't know, I don't think there is a connection but a lot of people I've worked with have suffered from chronic pain. Mm. And pain is just, pain yeah. and hypnosis work brilliantly together. Ah, yeah. What, what sort of pain would that be? Is that so I work with someone with fibromyalgia. Right. Um, uh, so chronic pain, really. Yeah. I, I'm a migraine sufferer. I mean, I, I don't not take any medication anymore. I, you know, that would that would just be crazy. Um, but I've cut it down to about half of what I used to take by using hypnosis uh, to, 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 to give me analgesia. Mm. Ah, okay. <laughs> A hypnotic pill. There you are. I'll, I'll take 10 of those, please. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's just... It's just amazing, but you can, wow. you can actually, wow. in my training, we did a thing where, where we um, anesthetized our arm and then my tutor came through and stuck a pin through my arm, just straight through. So through hypnosis? It. Through yeah. hypnosis? Yeah. Wow. Gosh, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. Whew. Yeah, I, it's, it's really um, opening my eyes because I really did think that hypnosis was more of a kind of relaxation method only. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you can use it for that, but yeah. um, I mean, I've been given hypnot- sort of hypnosis of meditations to well, to get me to sleep and uh, and to relax me. But I didn't think that it was so powerful actually in that it can support such things. I mean, that's that's incredible. Goodness, wow. And you were saying about uh, getting the word out there. Hopefully, in some small way, this this helps to to get people switched on to you know it's giving people options, isn't it, of what's available to them. And but in terms of what's kind of next for you, do you have plans for workshops, group events soon, or are there are there any must reads or things that people should do apart from, of course, joining your Facebook group, which they will do. <laughs> we'll get a link. Um, thank you. Yes, so I've got um, I, I've I've got a little freebie uh, which is called Five Ways to Create 
awesome performances using hypnotherapy that I'll, I'll send you um, the link for as well. Uh, there's my Facebook group. I I run a one-to-one uh, program, which my actual signature one-to-one program is 12 sessions because in 12 sessions, you know, you can pretty much do all of those things that we've discussed and more. Um, but I also do an audition emergency, which is your one session for people who have something coming up and um, and they're in terrified frozen mode, you know, so what one session to just help you get your mindset sorted um, and a four session package as well, because four is a, is a good number to deal with one sort of issue to really get sorted out. Yeah. Um, so those are the those are the the one-to-one options. Next year I'm hoping to I'm hoping to do a, a, a group which will be starting um in in January. Right. Okay, fantastic. You've covered so much today and we thank you enormously because it's been so fascinating as I said it's really opened my eyes to hypnosis and um how it can help in so many ways and and I can also say that obviously for singers and this podcast is for mainly for singers, but it can help everybody, can't it? Hypnosis. I think we all have all these different limiting beliefs or triggers. And I think I could definitely apply some of these things for normal situations, you know, where you have incidences or confrontations or or whatever, you know, when you're trying to uh, deal with those things. But is there anything else that you would like to add? Is there anything that you would feel that would be useful for our singers before we, we close? Obviously, all your um, your links are going to be in the podcast information and uh, on our site as well. But is there anything else you would like to add? No, I think we, I think we've we've been extremely comprehensive. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been really great fun. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, brilliant! Thank you. It's <laughs> such a pleasure. Thank you. The Connected Singer. Thanks to all of you out there for listening to our podcast today. All information relating to our podcast and guests can be found on our Facebook page, The Connected Singer. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you have enjoyed this episode's podcast, we would really appreciate your support by subscribing and helping us to continue in creating a connected community of listeners and specialists connected to the field of singing and beyond. Take care of yourselves and each other and see you next time. Keep singing.